Hello, and welcome to the Empowerography Podcast. This is a platform created for women's voices to be heard and a place to share their stories, journeys, and successes with the world for the purpose of helping other women who might be on similar journeys. We are empowering women one episode at a time. I'm your host, Brad Walsh, so kick back, grab one of your favorite beverages, and enjoy the stories. for jewelry that makes an impact on your self-care routine and your style and powerography would like to offer you a discount code to one of our exclusive partners quartz and canary jewelry and wellness company use code empower 15 to receive 15 percent off upon checkout at www.quartzandcanary.com quartz and canary is truly the place where spirituality meets style Hello there, Brad Walsh here, your host of the Empowerography podcast. Today, my guest is Silky Harvey. She's the owner and founder of the Inner Hippie Club and Inner Hippie Books. How are you doing today, Silky? I'm good, thank you. And I'm so grateful for you to have me in the studio today. It's a pleasure to be here. Oh, the pleasure is all mine, Silky. Thank you so much for taking the time and making the time to be here and share a bit about your story and your journey with us here on the Empowerography podcast and the community. I appreciate you. Thank so, you. As mentioned, you are the founder and owner of the Inner Hippie Club and Inner Hippie Books. You are a radio presenter, an international best-selling author, a senior-level executive contributor at Brains Magazine, a Reiki master, a Reiki drum, and Sekim level two practitioner. You wear a hell of a lot of hats, Silky. How on earth do you find the time to do all this and how do you prioritize? Yeah, I must admit it's difficult sometimes, but I'm a multi-passionate, so I'm constantly finding new things and wanting to experiment and investigate in new things. So that's why there are so many things on my CV. <laughs> They've sort of accumulated over the years. Yeah. So at one point, I'll be really into energy healing. And like, I got my Reiki master, Sekim practitioner, uh, Reiki drum practitioner all in the same year, because I was really focused on that. Right. And the chakra dancing as well. And then I'll move on to something else. So I'm, I'm constantly <laughs> moving between things. You can't really pin me down. <laughs> Apparently, you can't sit still. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Can you tell us a bit about the Inner Hippie Club? What, it, what it's all about when you found it and started it? Sure. The Inner Hippie Club is a place online that I've set up at the beginning of the pandemic for women who have lost their mojo, who've lost their joy. And I help them refine their inner hippie, which is what I always describe as that carefree teenage feeling that we all once had before we got our first dose. You know, I try to make people remember what it was like to go to their first concert or to be out late with their mates when they were young and... You know, just to um, think back to that excitement and, and that feeling of freedom we all had inside of us when we were teenagers. And the idea of that was, I was a Reiki practitioner at the time when the pandemic pandemic started. Right. I was going around and giving treatments mainly at festivals and sort of alternative healing events. And one thing that I came across time and time again in the Reiki sessions and also during workshops is that women came to me who on the outside looked like they had a perfect life, like great careers, you know, well off, you know, really not short of a few bob. And everything seemed to be going really great for them, but they were just not happy. 
and they could never put the finger on why that is, why they shouldn't be happy when life is going really great for them. And then whilst talking to them and whilst taking them through treatment, it dawned on me that the majority of these women have done all the things that have been expected of them all their lives. They've looked after the kids or they got married because that's what was expected of them or they took up the career that the mum and dad chose for them. So they went through life doing all these things that other people have chosen for them or set up for them. And then they looked after everybody, gave everything of themselves to everybody else, to the husband, to the career, to the children. And then when they hit sort of middle age and the kids are getting older and leaving the nest and there is more time suddenly on their hands, they realized that in the last 20 to 30 years, they've not actually done anything at all for themselves. So now they are sitting there in front of this big void and don't know how to fill that. Makes sense. It's, you know, it's, it happens so often, right? Especially with women, women get defined by their roles and they get caught up in that their roles as a mother, as a wife, as a daughter, as a sister. And it just takes over their lives and they, they take a back seat to their own life. Absolutely. And that's what I could see happening with all of my clients. So that that's where the idea came from when, of course, due to the pandemic, I had to go online and then I experimented for a while with Reiki distance healing and it didn't really do it for me because I like the hands-on approach for, for the healing part of things right. because it's much nicer to be personal with people. For so sure. then, then I just thought, well, I can still coach people though. And I picked up on this thing about women not experiencing enough joy in their lives. And yeah. Then I set up the Inner Hippie Club. Love it. Now, you said that your journey as an energy healer and rock and roll bass player, a stint in the corporate world, have all helped you in your work with the, with the Inner Hippie Club. Can you explain that and how you've been able to draw from those experiences and translate them into helping your entrepreneurial journey? Hmm. I think the biggest takeaway from my varied life and career is that I've got a broad range of skills. Every single thing I've done in my life has given me a set of skills that is invaluable now. Like when I was a bass player in a band, I wasn't just a bass player, I also managed the band. I ran my own independent record label. So I've got a huge set of managerial and uh, organizational skills. I used to arrange the events and book the gigs. So that's made it really easy for me as a Reiki practitioner to get onto festivals and things right. like that. I know exactly where to go for the bookings. So <laughs> I love it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. In the corporate world, I learned a whole set of different skills, which were more analytical right side of right. the brain, which is something entirely necessary if you want to run a business. And, you know, so, so I've taken bits and pieces from every single thing I've done in my life and applied that to my current business, which has made it a lot easier, actually. I'm really curious about your rock and roll bass player days. Can you share a bit about that with us? Yeah, sure. <laughs> well, almost 20 years as the only female in various rock and roll bands. Yeah. You know, gigging throughout Europe and uh, the UK. It, it, it was great fun. I did all that together with my husband, who was the lead singer, okay. songwriter, and um, guitarist in the band. So we met through music when we were both 19, got yeah. married, and then uh, got on the road. And we didn't stop rolling, like I said, for over 20 years. It was good, you know, playing real good old-fashioned rock and roll country and blues, Americana. Yeah. Did you guys, yeah, did you guys put out any albums? 
Like, how many albums yes. did you put out? I think it was three properly recorded ones about endless and endless amounts of uh, demo recordings. Yeah. <laughs> I love I mean, it. That is so badass. I love it. <laughs> Thank you. Do you miss playing though? Do you miss being out on the road and touring? And yeah, I do actually. Yeah. I do. There are times when I think to myself, "Well, you know," but it was just one of the things at the time. My husband got um, very sick, and then uh, illness took over for a while, and things just didn't work out anymore after that so there comes a point when you just have to make the decision between like keeping going and paying your bills yeah for sure you know so uh, yeah but uh, it was a brilliant time it was (laughs) i'm sure it was (laughs) (laughs) can you tell us a bit about inner hippie books and when you started your publishing company yeah inner hippie books is a natural extension of the inner hippie club okay and i started it last summer and um the way it came about was quite by accident because i was at the time writing my own book and searching for ways of how to publish it and i came across all the traditional publishing paths and then decided i probably would self-publish but then i came across adriana alvarez on the internet and she actually empowers women to run their own publishing houses. And the moment she told me that little nugget, the decision was made. I, yeah. You know, it was like an aha moment. The light bulb went on and I was thinking to myself, why did I never think of this before? <laughs> I'm, a com- <laughs> I'm a complete bookworm. I love books. Half of my life, I've, I've done nothing but collect books, read books, work yeah. with books. So I thought running my own publishing house, well, why not? (laughs) I love it. And you've never looked back since. No, I've uh, released my first multi-author book last year. Congratulations. Thank you. It went to number one in six countries in over 40 categories on Amazon. Wow. Yeah. So That's incredible. Thank you. So I'm on to book number two now, Stronger Free Volume 2, which uh, I'm onboarding for. And um, there's also a third book in the works, which will be coming up very shortly, but I'm still working on that. So you're an international best-selling author. Was writing something that was always part of your life, or is this something fairly new? And if so, what started you on the writing journey? Writing is something fairly new for me. Okay. Because most of my life, I was actually the consumer. I read the books. But uh, I got into writing plainly through social media. And when I started the Inner Hippie Club, and I realized that in order to market on social media, you have to write a lot. People right. are expecting blog posts, etc. Yeah. So it just developed naturally. And I was always quite good at writing because one of my jobs in the corporate world was translating so that is a form of writing you just don't necessarily write your own stuff so um writing started coming really naturally to me when i was writing my blog posts and marketing materials so then i decided to just develop that a little bit further and go into short stories and from there on i started writing my own book okay what inspires or lights you up the most about running a publishing house or publishing company working with all these amazing women who've got such inspiring stories to tell. I mean, I'm in awe every time I read a story because it's just so amazing, the the wisdom of all these women. And and I really feel passionate about putting those stories out there to the world because uh, each and every story has a nugget of wisdom there that will make this world a better place if even one person reads it. 
being able to touch that's it right i mean of course we want to impact and touch as many people as we can but if we mm-hmm. can touch and inspire just one person through our stories then that's your job done and i truly believe that every single person on the face of this earth has a sh- a story worth sharing that will resonate with somebody absolutely there is a story in each and every one of us yes and i love storytelling because in in the history of of humanity storytelling is actually the oldest form of entertainment of passing on information and our ancestors already sat around their campfires telling yeah. each other stories long before even the written word was invented so it's such an integral part of humanity and it's got forgotten a lot recently in, yeah in recent years so i really like the idea that at the moment there's a movement going on that storytelling is starting to bubble back up to the surface it, it truly has i mean you think about it all of these and maybe it's just because I've now been immersed in in the author and publishing world, but there are so many people getting involved and getting on the bandwagon with writing chapters, contributing to books, starting publishing companies. I think it's absolutely incredible and it's needed, I think, to bring it back and revive storytelling, the art of storytelling. Absolutely. And this is actually one thing that the internet and all our electronics and media is really really good for because it gives people the opportunity to go out there because now in order to write your story all you need is a social media account in the old days it would have taken you years of knocking on the doors of publishing houses and maybe or maybe not they would have taken your stuff that's right silky what would you say is the most challenging part about running a publishing house most definitely the organization of it all because you are working with a group of 15 to 25 authors in one book. So that's quite a few people to get under one hat to <laughs> deliver all their stuff on time to make sure the deadlines are met. So yeah. that's the most challenging part for me. <laughs> what drives, motivates and inspires you to keep going and keep pushing and excelling at all that you do, Silky? I simply want to leave this world a better place for our children and the generations of their children to come. Love it. Plain and simple, simple but so impactful. Yeah, absolutely. That That is behind everything I do. I love it. What do you think your unique skill set or superpower is that's helped you become successful? By superpower, probably complete and utter stubbornness. <laughs> <laughs> if, I, if I put my mind to something, it is very difficult to get me off the path. <laughs> that's a great superpower. I love it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> How do you define success? Speaking of success, what does that word mean to you? Uh, to me, success means that you have actually achieved something you set out to do in life. And that could be absolutely anything. Success for me has absolutely nothing to do with money. Money yeah. is just like a pleasant side effect of success. But for example, if you leave school and all you ever wanted to do is find a job and then settle down in a nice place, and you get a job in a supermarket working the till and you absolutely love it and you've got your little place, then you were completely successful in life. So success is really a really personal thing and the level of success is defined by every single person. But to me, it really is that point when you have achieved your goal that you went out there to get. Beautifully said. So, Key, what was a turning point in your life and how did that affect you? A big turning point in my life was actually when I was still working uh, for myself as a translator. 
Uh, I actually woke up one morning and realized I had fallen asleep on the keyboard of my laptop after I'd just done another 16-hour stint for the seventh week in a row without a single day off just to meet the deadlines of the corporations that were hiring me. And that day, I think, was one of the lowest in my life. I, I woke up, and when I realized what had happened, I actually didn't stop crying for the whole rest of the day. But it was also the kick up the bottom in the way that I needed to get out of that corporate rat race, because that day I just left everything. I let all my deadlines expire. I had an inbox full of angry customers, but I just didn't care. I just shut that laptop and walked away from everything. And during that time, during that downtime, I finally gave myself, I then realized that things couldn't continue the way they were going, or I probably would be dead by 50 from a heart attack or something. Right. So I, I was just then wondering what to do. And I remembered somehow in the back of my mind, I had this little voice rearing up and reminding me that about 20 years prior, I had been attuned to Reiki and I'd completely forgotten about it. At the time, we were still gigging with the band and life was way too exciting to bother about <laughs> Reiki. <laughs> yeah. A yeah. different world, right? Yeah, absolutely. But on that day, I, I just thought, ah, oh, what the heck, it can't hurt and started giving myself some treatments. And it, it all just progressed from there. I started to pick myself up. I went along to a local Buddhist monastery that we have here in Scotland and I learned from the monks directly how to practice mindfulness and the whole thing just carried on and carried on and even though I continued my job as a freelancer, from that moment on I decided to actually turn down offers say no to work, tell people that I'm booked. And when the deadlines were getting too ridiculous, just plainly tell them to get lost, which is something I had never done in the past for sheer fear of losing custom. But uh, so that day actually started the entire ball rolling in the direction of where I'm going now with life. In reaction to start your new life. Absolutely. Starting my new life because I went out that same year and got all my energy healing certifications. And that alone by going onto these workshops gave me the time and the breathing space to realize what it really is that I want in life. And it's not sitting in front of a computer working for corporates who have got no regard for this planet. Well, I love it. I think it's amazing. Mm -hmm. So Keith, what is one of the best pieces of advice you've ever received? Best piece of advice? Never give up and always keep going because one day it will happen. Beautiful. What would you say is one of the most important things you've learned in your life? And what was your life like before you learned it? And what was your life like after learning it? The most important thing I learned was to say no. That hmm. that day I woke up yeah. lying on my sleeping on my computer. <laughs> <laughs> it's so important. We all you know, it's such a small word, but it carries so much weight. Yeah, that two letter word. It's so powerful. It is so powerful that it turned my entire life around. There you go. See, mm -hmm. what's the most recent investment you've made in yourself? The most recent investment was to go with Adriana Alvarez to start my publishing business. I invested in in myself and in my business and went with her as a business coach. And I've never looked back. Who in your life has had the biggest impact on you and why? My husband. Because we've known each other since teenage, got married really young at 19, and everybody said it wouldn't last. But we have always been there for each other. We've always had each other's back. We've always carried each other through the worst and the best of moments in life. 
and uh, without him I don't think I would have made some of the passages to be honest through his help and support it's so important and key to have that support system not only in entrepreneurship but in life to have that constant support and have a cheerleader in your corner who's going to be there and support you when no one else is around absolutely without that I think it would not be possible yeah, for sure. Silky, what does the word empowerment mean to you? For me, empowerment is the ability to stand up and speak your own truth and tell the world exactly how you feel and be recognized for that and counted. What would you say is one of your biggest failures or we'll call it life lessons or teachable moments? And what did you learn from that? One of my biggest failure was actually when... Me and my entire family ended up homeless through a stupid neighbor dispute over a boundary of a house. Ow. And uh, yeah, it was something completely unexpected. My failure was to entirely trust and believe in the judicial system, <laughs> which uh, <laughs> I found out the hard way you should never do. Sometimes the law really is a big ass. You know? yeah. And yeah, it, it was a bad time, but what I have learned out of that is to not be quite so gullible, not quite be so trusting and be more independent and stand on my own two feet and start thinking about things rather than taking everything that the authorities and the media say for granted. You know, ask a little bit, ask questions and find out truths behind things. I think people have a real problem with that. They, they don't want to ask the questions or they're too lazy to do the work, do the homework. Don't take everything at, at face value. Don't believe everything you're told. Do your own research and figure some stuff out for yourself. Absolutely. And that's what it taught me. And it's been a really valuable lesson in life. I have had a lot more success since I went down that path of always questioning first and never taking anything at face value. Yeah. What's your personal motto? My personal motto, just be happy and be an inner hippie. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> be happy and be an inner hippie. That's beautiful. Okay, we're going to jump into a rapid fire section here now, Silky. So the next grouping of questions, just be one, two, three, four word answer type thing. Okay. Yeah. What was your dream job as a child? Archaeologist. How would you describe yourself in one word? Fun loving. If you're writing your autobiography, what would the title be? The memoirs of an inner hippie. <laughs> There's that inner hippie theme. I love it. <laughs> what is the first thing you notice about a person? Their eyes. If you could teach the world one thing, what would that be? To be kind to Mother Earth. What's one thing you want but cannot buy with money? Peace. If you could change one thing about the world, what would you change? Get rid of all the war and aggression. What is one of your favorite quotes? A journey starts with a single step. Oh, I like that one. I love that. So often, you know, we we look at the whole staircase instead of just what you said, one step at a time. And that causes so much overwhelm. If we just yeah. took things slower and look at it one step at a time, it would change things so drastically for us. Yep. And it's so important to take that first step. Yes, absolutely. Kick fear to the curb and just do it. What's an unexpected blessing or occurrence in your life that you're grateful for? Ooh, buying our house in Bulgaria, but that's another story. <laughs> <laughs> it was completely unexpected. Okay. But a blessing. Okay. If you had the opportunity to sit down and have a one-hour conversation with one woman, any woman in the world, 
Who would it be and why? Mother Teresa. Okay. Because I just admired the way she was able to work with the poorest, the most destitute, and always have a smile on her face. What is your why? My why is to leave this world a better place for our children and generations of children to come. If you could go back and give your younger self one piece of advice, what would that piece of advice be? Say no from time to time. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Lastly, if you were to deliver your last 30-second speech to the world, your corner of the world, your people, your tribe, your women, what would that last 30 seconds sound like? What, what would you say? What words of wisdom would you impart? Always stand up for yourself. Always speak the truth. And always... Stand up tall and be counted. Don't be weighed down by all the ancestral scars that society still got. All the scars left over from atrocities like the burning times. Now is the time for women to rise and stand up. And by doing so, elevate the vibrations of this planet. Because the time for women to finally take their equal place in society is now. It is rapidly approaching. And make sure you are a part of this beautiful rising of sisters. I love that. Very powerful and very wise words. Silky, thank you so much for taking the time to be here today and share a little bit about your story and your journey with us and your inner hippie and your rock and roll bass playing days. I love it. You're such a badass. I think it's amazing. You are truly inspiring. I appreciate you. And I am so honored and happy to have you as a member of the Empowerography community. Thank you. Well, thank you so much for having me on this podcast. It was an honor and a pleasure. Once again, my name is Brad Walsh, host of your Empowerography podcast. Today, my guest has been Silky Harvey. She is the founder and owner of the Inner Hippie Club and Inner Hippie Books. Thanks so much, Silky. I hope you have an amazing rest of the day. Thank you. Thank you very much for listening to this podcast. If you haven't yet, please be sure to subscribe, rate, review, and share with all your friends. You can find me at visuphoria.ca, follow me on Instagram at Empowerography Podcast, and on Facebook at Empowerography. Please join me next time for another inspirational story from yet another amazing woman.